Hi, everyone. This is Carmela G., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from New York. And uh, I would like to thank Sue N. for initially calling me and Kathy T. for reminding me and uh, letting me know that I was speaking tonight. My abstinent day is July 13th, 2013. So I celebrated my 10th anniversary this past July. My life has been absolutely incredible. Not that it's been easy, because very dear friends have died. Life is going to be life. But my acceptance of what goes on in life has been remarkable. And I attribute it all to working this program. When when they say that we are happy, joyous, and free. I never really understood that. I thought, oh, man, what are they talking about? But I did not do this program until I was 67, soon to be 68 years old. And I am now 78 years old. And um, I must tell you, that I labeled compulsive, I I labeled people who went to OA, oh, fanatics, oh, please, I can do this on my own, I don't need this. Well, I am grateful to a young woman who had the courage at a family gathering, she was a guest of one of my nieces, And she had the courage to come over and say to me, hi, Carmela, uh, may I sit down? And I said, oh, of course, sit down. Let me call the waiter and get you some dessert and coffee. And I was just so gracious until she said to me, I came to tell you something. She said, I've never done this before. But I want to tell you, you are a compulsive overeater. Well, I slammed my hands down on the table. I stood up and I said, I am not. I can stop when I want to. And she was not intimidated by my aggressiveness and by my response to her. She continued to sit there calmly, and she said, I'm sorry to tell you, you have an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. I stopped and I looked at her because I am a retired nurse 
and she hit on something that I realized I understood allergy and I understood obsession. And she said, I just came to tell you that you need to buy a book. It's called Alcoholics Anonymous, and you need to come to a meeting. It's called Overeaters Anonymous. And we go through this book, and you will work the steps, get a sponsor, and you will have recovery. She got my attention by telling me that I had an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. And I was then open to listen. Prior to that, I didn't want to hear anything. I could handle it. So I did. I bought the book went to the meeting, and I was desperate because I stopped weighing at 315. I I know that probably was not my top weight, but I stopped once I hit 315. I denied uh, when I, I heard the uh, characteristics of a compulsive overeater about being a liar. I said, I don't fit this criteria. I never lie to people. I tell the truth. Well, I must tell you, after about six months of work in the program, I was standing in my kitchen, and it hit me. And I said, wow. Now, I, I was talking to myself. I said, you've been lying all your life to yourself because I continued to say, I can handle this. I can do it. When I want to lose weight, I can. Well, the reality was I could not. And step one, powerlessness. I had to admit to myself that I was totally powerless. And I have a young great-nephew, and his brother recently had a birthday. And... uh they were cutting, the, they sang happy birthday, they were cutting the cake, and the 18-year-old said to me, very sarcastically, you mean to tell me if you had a little piece of this, you would go back to being the way you were? And I said to him, I am an addict. Do you understand? And the 15-year-old said, yes, I understand what an addict is. They taught us about that at school. 
I said, well, your aunt is an addict, and my substance is food. And my young 18-year-old looked at me, and he finally understood why, when he was two years old, he used to hug my abdomen and my abdomen was so huge, and he'd say, Aunt Camilla, I love this fat belly. And I waddled. I didn't walk. And it took, I would walk into work in the morning, and there would be like a, a mirrored door, and I would say, wow. Whose fat butt is that? And I realized it was mine. It was me walking in. Because the denial, the lying in my head. I thought if I had a manicure, no one would notice that I was 300 pounds. The insanity of the disease was un. Believable. And the funny part was, I truly believed it. When I was a young child, my mother used to cook nutritious foods, but I would always go to the sugar. So I was a sugar at. My mother said when she was alive, that once I went off baby food and went on to table food, I immediately went to sugar. So this addiction owned me for over six decades. And I prided myself on being free. Oh, I was a free woman. I was independent. And when I went into program and realized that I was a slave, a slave to a substance, how insane was that? This independent, quote-unquote, well-educated because I graduated college, got my master's degree, worked in a fine job, but yet I was in such denial and lying that I said, I can do this. My ego had to be smashed. And the big book tells us that. We must have humility. It's all part of step one, admitting that powerlessness. And the strange part that I found out later on about addicts, be it overeaters, be it drug addicts, be it alcoholics, is that we all have a very fragile personality. 
we put on a face of we can do this, we can be strong, I can do anything, and yet we get offended so readily and we take it to heart. But yet we put that face on because we want everybody to think that we are fine. And whenever someone would say, Hi, Carmela, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Isn't it a beautiful day? And yet, when I went home and I was in my house alone, I had to shove the food in to calm me and soothe me. Food was my master. And it took a young woman to have the courage to come and tell me. And this young woman saved my life because sugar, feeder of cancer. I'm a cancer survivor. And after I recovered from my cancer surgery, which was six grueling hours of surgery, and I recovered from that, guess what? I went right back to eating. I had to have it. It was incredible. I just couldn't believe it. But it was during a period of reflection that my legs were throbbing so bad. My back was aching so bad that I said, oh, God. I want to live. It was the first time I realized I wanted to live. And it was that that made me desperate enough to listen to this young woman, buy the big book, go to a meeting, and I work my program, every single day I listen to a meeting. I pray, I meditate, I live in the steps. And the result, when I send my sponsor my nightly review, and it says, are you resentful? Are you selfish? in deny, fearful, and I can say no. No, no, no to them all because the one thing that this program has given me is gratitude. 
I am so grateful. I had a friend who died just about a month ago, and she died. She was being buried on the same day that my other dear friend died a year ago. So within a year, I lost two very good friends. But I didn't have to eat over it. I didn't even think of eating over it. Because what would food do? Not bring my friends back, that's for sure. I was always a woman of faith. I was, um, I would do my prayers, but the funny part was I never had a relationship with God. I used to give him my laundry list of all the things that I needed him to do for me. And then I would lock them up and go about my life forgetting about him. And the next day when I would do prayers again, I'd tell him again, I want, you need to do this, 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 this. And every night I would say, I want to be thin. I didn't want to do anything about it. I wanted to eat what I wanted to eat. And I wanted to wake up thin. Now that is insane thinking. Excuse me, five minutes. Thank you so much. And when I learned about step one and powerlessness and how honest we have to be, And I looked at myself, and as Bill W. says, we speak the language of the heart. And I dug in, and I said, wow, I really can't do this. I need help. And this book, and working the program every single day, and having a sponsor, and making outreach calls, and the fellowship, the caring. And when we hear so many people, there's a morning meeting when I first started that I listened to. There were maybe a thousand people. There are now 12,000 members. It's incredible that there are so many of us. But each one of us is searching. Searching to fill that empty hole. And it is only this program that taught me how how to accept love, to accept my defects, 
to give up on the thought that I could fix the world and was responsible for every action of everybody. It is a gift that we all deserve. So if you are struggling, if you haven't started yet, today is the day. There is no reason why you can't put the substance down and ask your higher power who loves you perfectly, I need help. Walk with me every moment. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. <laughs>